0: It's so lovely to have you in studio with us today.
1: It's fantastic to be here.
0: Uh, Except a bit cold.
1: Yeah, very, actually. (laughs) Yes,
0: okay. The first article today, which is Malaysia recorded 2,690 COVID-19 cases on Sunday, bringing the cumulative total to close to 393,000. And in the same 24-hour period, there were 10 fatalities, bringing the death toll to 1,436. Now, looking at these figures and the facts that medical experts have now called on a more targeted MCO, to prevent a fourth wave of infections. How important is it to reinstate a more targeted MCO?
1: So I think it's like this, right? I don't think MCO is no longer viable. I think vaccination is going to be a big deal now. Um, Not just vaccines per se. We've had 9 million people registered on Jatra. If we use the current um, vaccination rate at 20,000 people per day, it's going to take more than four years to actually clear it. And that's not acceptable. Yeah, people don't get vaccinated over the weekends. Um, During Ramadan, uh, the vaccination process slows down. So the question is why? it? Lack of staff Do we really need To bring in other people What about the private sector Private hospitals Do we really need To rope in a lot more people mm-hmm. um, I've just had a conversation With uh, the sports industry uh, Collective uh, They are marathon Organisers Marathon runners And all that um, On my show And we were talking about How they could be used As a resource To actually help Or assist with the vaccinations Nice right. AstraZeneca notwithstanding whether or not the government decides to go ahead or not go ahead it doesn't really matter we have uh, enough um, vaccines already to help clear people Mm -hmm. we just need to get the shots in people's arms as soon as possible so you know MCO just won't cut it anymore
0: what about what they're saying about targeted? Is that possible? It's possible.
1: But then you have um, the protests that is currently happening in Sabah where it's way too targeted. Two weeks, um, they cordoned off a village to a point where they have no access to food and water outside. So that's another problem in itself, mm-hmm. you know. So it's very difficult for you to say, okay, it's going to be targeted. It's going to address this society or that society or this kampung, jalan, whatever. MCOs are a thing of the past. We have to move ahead with vaccinations now. Even around the world, we're not looking at vaccin- um, um, MCOs any longer it's all about vaccinations the process of it
0: is there a process that can be sort of started to ramp things up in your opinion
1: yes yes you can you can start by roping in more people private health uh, healthcare people um, uh, you know volunteers uh, those that run stadiums um, schools should not allow back students maybe maybe let in adults people like you and me uh, into the schools so that we can have our vaccinations mm-hmm. have you done
0: your vaccination no waiting, waiting. exactly
1: right so but you've, you've registered. Of course, yes. So you and me yes. are part of that nine million people that is practically waiting and we have no idea when. And and yeah. that's the problem right now.
0: Now, the operating hours for the Ideal Fitri Bazaar has been extended until 2 a.m. starting from Saturday. Why was this time extension granted to the bazaar? So, I worked at
1: Menara Putra Commerce opposite of Sogo for a few years. During those days, I was ready to work all the way until wee hours. And it's always interesting to, uh, you know, get out of the office at 1 or 2 a.m. during fasting month and walk around uh, the bazaar. And it was fun. But that was there was no pandemic then. The, right right? Yes. And and it's bizarre To think that people Thousands of people Flocking to these areas um, Not just Jalan Tukang Rahman. Thinking that the pandemic Is out of reach or, or thinking that They're tired of it And they're just going to Bulldoze through it That's why Back to our Earlier statement just now It's not the MCO No longer It's about vaccinations People are familiar With the risk Few mm-hmm. People are aware Of the kind of things And precautions That they have to do Or take But they still do it And that's the reason Why we can stop the natural human behavior of being merry and happy it's fasting month people want to shop People want right. to get out and and to try to stop and curb this behavior. It's really impossible for you to do. So, what's next for these people? And by the way, cases are going to spike up. It goes without saying, right? I was
0: going to ask you about how the time extension is going to you know affect the already rising numbers. I mean, it's, it's already been going up since you know,
1: and it's going to go up some mm. more. Right now, the uh, My Sejatra um, app shows our number of one point one five, and if it is to be believed, it is one point one five. That means for everyone. 100 people 115 people will be affected and um. this number will continue to increase in the near term and that's without these time extensions and with the time extension extensions being introduced uh, it's going to be just problematic for us to presume it's going to go up to even 1.3 1.4 even who knows right when you continue the exposure of uh, people um, particularly at places where it's closed and confined Mm -hmm. like a Bazaar Ramadan maybe it's it's outdoors but it's still
0: hustle and bustle people are still trying to crowd around and get there whatever it is I mean
1: let's be practical here you're going to stand one meter from everyone else uh, at this Bazaar Ramadan and that's the reality of things you're going to rub shoulder to shoulder you're going to get infected cases going up now that's without the time extension With the time extension, you're going to get it even worse. So, the question now is, why is the government introducing this, right? Again, it's to support the mom and pop shop, uh, particularly during fasting month. As we touched on earlier, it's about trying to revive the economy. So, the only way forward to improve the economy is to ensure that there's good and strong vaccination programs so that we can actually solve all the problems that we spoke of just now. Education, mom and pop shop, B40 economy, and many others. It's all about vaccinations.
0: Hong Kong and Singapore will announce the start to their highly anticipated two-way air travel bubble. Looking at the details of this article, May 26 has been the date set for a travel bubble. How optimistic is this date in relation to the continued increase in cases all over the world?
1: So this uh, this is an interesting story because when it first uh, when it was first announced uh, last year, um, there were a lot of scepticism and then there was a lot of jealousy from countries like Malaysia, for instance, because <laughs> yes. we can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason why they could do it is because, number one, both both of them are islands and number two, uh, the, they've gotten the domestic cases contained. Um, in even if you would argue like Singapore per 100 cases is actually quite high compared to or, or relative to other ASEAN countries, um, it's actually mostly foreign workers and again uh, in the uh, dormitories uh, and they've contained that as well. Right. So um, when we talk about um, amongst the uh, local society, it's actually quite contained for both countries and that's why they introduced this. But. The more important reason is because um, both Hong Kong and Singapore, are financial centres, not or not just Asia but the world. Um, and uh, the way I would argue is that they are slowly losing their shine as more and more countries uh, adopt digital. Malaysia is one of them. Kuala Lumpur, um, Ho Chi Minh, Jakarta, you name it. Uh, Bangkok. All of us are trying to vie for that, you know, number one spot of being a financial centre of not just the region but also the world. Right. Uh, we tend to be able to be. Uh, are poised for better performance compared to Singapore because of our size because of our population right. the only way Hong Kong and Singapore can stay here is remain efficient and that's something that they can't take away we can't take away from them they are very efficient and the fact that they want to create a, a bubble right uh, right now it just makes sense because that will continue to keep them in that leadership position what comes after this right we're looking at business travellers we're looking at inbound traffic people from tourism mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are sick and tired of staying in their houses and you know it goes without saying uh, Hong Kong and Singapore they don't normally have houses houses they they mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yes, um, they live in sky sky
1: towers. Exactly, mm. you would call it that. I would call it pigeonholes. But anyway, <laughs> the fact is, they want to get out, they want to move out, um, and they want to see the world, as they would always do. Hong Kong and Singapore uh, are always there up there when it comes to um, international travel. So the question now is, why the delay? The delay is because, uh, domestically, cases have been rising. They mm-hmm. also, too, are struggling with their own vaccination process. Not as bad as us, but they are still struggling compared to, say, for instance, the US, for instance, Are they Uh,
0: having the same roll-up problems as we are in terms of the the manpower to be able to do it?
1: Yes. Yes, they do. But like I said The severity isn't as bad as ours mm-hmm. um, And this is happening And seen all around the world Not because of The vaccinations per se Their problem is more On the vaccines uh, Singapore has solved that one uh, But I think Hong Kong Is still struggling In terms of trying to procure The vaccines outright mm. And therefore uh, They have to push this down To May 26 Having said that May 26 rollout Is still a good idea For them for the um, travel bubble To happen I've read Just before doing this um, Conversation with you Asha mm. we're, we're looking at Some smaller opposition between Hong Kong Hong Kongers and Singaporeans in terms of the travel bubble uh, but I don't know whether this is um, I guess a mass view of how things are I think in general they like the idea and I think uh, if we uh, see this as a beacon of um, or a model to emulate uh, I think we can do it too but it's not that easy like I said they're both islands and it's very easy to contain them
0: okay SMK Convent Bukit Nanas having obtained a further 60-year extension of its land lease should be recognized as a national heritage site. In your opinion, is the extension good enough or is it important to get the heritage site status itself?
1: You know, I want to know what was the original reason why the uh, CBN alumni or the Convent Bukit Nanas uh, alumni um, were, you know, raising hue and cry. Um, what was at stake? Um, I know it's not just about losing the school outright. I think think it's about the developmental stages that might come in Um, Mm -hmm. people are talking about how bbgs was gone and in its place um, a mall a mall Mm -hmm. yeah came uh, and took its place Um, but i can't find uh, with um, strong evidence the original reason why uh, cbn um, folks are now very very angry at the situation having said that if if the land office wants to uh, take away Komen uh, um, and in its place Replace it with some development malls mm-hmm. or otherwise. Why was it? Uh, why was that decision uh, dissolved in the first place? Was the decision to take away or remove us very flimsy to begin with? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's if it was any other school, uh, this might not have taken place. I can t- tell you that. But when you have an alumni like uh, Rafida Aziz, when you have an alumni like um, all the other luminaries like Karibano mm-hmm. and the, and the likes, and you know they're banging through our doors here in Astro. Uh, uh, Astro asking us to be on Estrawani talking about this uh, and airing their case Mm. um, without which I think uh, this uh, reversal or extension of lease for another 60 years might not have taken place. I come from uh, SMK Damansara Utama in front of Uptown. Right. It's I don't know any you know luminaries from that school. So if they were to come and, and take away uh, that school from our uh, clasp, I think they would have done it.
0: Right. So so basically, it's it's the voices not just necessarily being loud, but having some weight and gravitas behind them. Yeah. So who
1: who is that voice? Uh, who does right. that voice belong to? Right. Okay. So having said that, mm. uh, do we really need to talk about the heritage status? Yeah, absolutely. But if you think about priority when it comes to the education system in Malaysia, granting heritage site status to schools like CBN might not rank highly uh, compared to other items within the education ministry. Right now, the focus of Malaysia is not just about the healthcare, it's about the education system and the Mm -hmm. digitization of the the two sectors. I think we have gotten enough information from a lot of people talking about how the state of education in Malaysia is in the current state where it's dismal, so to speak. It's very difficult for us to say that we are, you know, the beacon of uh, uh, hope for our education system we want to talk about how to improve it how to get our education system up and running uh, get better teachers pay them better um, uh, there's so many other things
0: a 17 year old student who revealed uh, on TikTok a rape joke allegedly made by her male teacher at a school in Kuala Selangor uh, last Friday said she received rape threats from her classmates her father Seifel said he fully supported his daughter's actions in raising awareness about the incident involving the male teacher which was not intended to portray the teacher badly but to improve the system so that the same thing would not happen to others. We're appalled at this. If it's true, in your opinion, what should be done to address this inappropriate type of conversation between students and their teachers?
1: We have to, number one, listen. Listen to not just the 17-year-old girl that made the TikTok video. Listen to all women outright uh, because I think the biggest problem is that of course men is the biggest problem there's no no excusing that but listen to victims listen to women and listen to their pleas the girl is asking to make her school a safer place she's asking us to use the hashtag make school a safer place and right now it's trending trending mm-hmm. number one in Malaysia I'm looking at my laptop right now and Twitter says hashtag make school a safer place uh, is number one when it comes to trending and that's mm-hmm. the first thing that we need to do to listen and in this process the 17 year old girl is asking her voice alone is not strong enough and therefore all of us have to chime in and be strong in chorusing her call and her plea so let's do that because I myself have a 14 year old daughter I want to make my daughter's school a safer place and I want to get everyone involved so I think we should just echo that um, um, call you know yesterday um, I was reading this article on BBC it was talking about a South Korean airline boss being fined for refusing time off for menstruating women and what I find shocking in that article is that statement saying since 1953 women in South Korea have been allowed to take one day off a month if they have painful periods quote unquote And pardon my ignorance about South Korea, but shouldn't this be a norm elsewhere too? I mean I see my wife in pain, I see I see my daughter in pain, I see my sisters in pain, my mom, you know. Why don't we listen? To women, if the demands are not unreasonable, she just wants to be safe in a school. When a teacher who has every right and power over you, because you're a minor mm. and the teacher is an adult, have full and total control over you, because as a parent you surrender, you surrender, you abscond or you abdicate your role as a as a guardian to the teacher for what 8 hours a day right
0: exactly I was going to say it's like a full day mm. it
1: is right mm. and the teacher is behaving this way uh, no, the fault is at the parent as well because that means I'm giving my, the, the guardianship of my daughter mm. into a very unsafe ward Mm. Uh, and, and a guardianship. And, and it's scary. Mm. So let's listen to women. Let's make school a safer place. Let's all join in this chorus and try to educate men, boys specifically, right? Because if you have boys
0: kidding around about, you know, conducting rape. Well, if a teacher's doing it and, and you, know, a, a yeah, exactly. boy, you know, it's your role yeah. model and they're doing it, it's then deemed acceptable. Absolutely.